Hey, 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 this is Mary at Mary Unapologetic. You know, my cousin is joining me today and I'm so happy. And also this uh, background music makes me happy too in a gloomy day. It's kind of gloomy where I'm at right now. Jenna, say hello. Hi, listeners. How are you? I'm excited to be back. Mary, thank you for me back once again. Share knowledge, give bits of wisdom and um, spread information that can be helpful, stretch people's minds, and hope you guys enjoy this segment. I think, Jen, you know what? You know, I mean, when I edit this podcast, I don't have to do a lot of tweaking when you're on because, you know, your voice is, sounds good. You know what I'm saying? You don't have Thank the high you, and the, That's so kind. <laughs> you don't have Thank the high and the low. You I'll know take I mean? it. I'll take it. <laughs> so, so, so it would be you nice too, if you're like, uh, you know, would come on more, like a little bit, yeah, like kind I of a regular. My, <laughs> it might be like my fourth episode. So thank you. And then <laughs> I know you to this voice audience. <laughs> you're going to be like, just know, Mary, we have a lot of cousins. You know, like basically it's my podcast, but I can always yes, yeah. use another person that will come on with me on a regular basis. It's like, of course, you know, yeah. two heads better than one. Right. Uh, yes. Absolutely. And all you have absolutely. to do is just your sexy voice. It's seductive. I have um, been told like, oh, what was that? My colleagues. Um, I don't Ooh, know. Somebody like you? It's like relaxing. No, like, it's like maybe I should get into like sleep solution. You know, Diddy's done that. Diddy, he's gone into like, because if people are Americans are having trouble with sleep, he's joined forces with the companies to do like audio, sleep audio, really? meditation type music. Yeah. Or maybe you can get people. into like hypnotizing, you know, industry. <laughs> <laughs> hypnotizing. <laughs> No meditation space the the sleep aid. Yes. So anyways, Jen, the last time I spoke to you, I told you that I'm doing a topic on why customer service is very important. You know, whether you own a business or you work for a company. So I think I left off on good customer service encourages customers to remain loyal. So what do you what is your take on this? Well, If we're talking about customer loyalty, I think what it is, is I think people stay loyal to a brand or to a service or to a product because um, I think it has to do if they tell an amazing story and if it's tied to the community or for something that maps to doing something for the good, you know, Mm -hmm. of people or like maybe in parts of the world that may need um, help, a lot of times people are tied to the brand because of the story and what it represents right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. but then in addition to that that's only one form and that's only one element of that it is you know i'm buying this product because it's gonna put me at advantage or i need it to either make my life easier make things go fast or or it's something that is going to improve you know, my day like to solve life your in problems. some way, shape or form. Yeah. 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 In some way, shape or form. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also with that, if the product is strong and has a good reputation paired with um, the customer experience and the customer support and the customer care, then that all ties in, that all feeds into why I'm going to keep going back for that product. I'm going to keep going back to that company's website and keep going back to their social handles you know, in their marketing, advertising and promotions and deals. Right. So we're staying loyal 
on, on, on many levels. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think for the individual, it's just about, you know, so, so that's for me. So that's Mm -hmm. why I stay loyal, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, but then at, but then at the same time, people evolved and people's interests evolved. So then sometimes, again, you'd mentioned competitors. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that competitor will Mm -hmm. have that special ingredient Mm -hmm. and then capture maybe me, for example, at the right place at the right time, meaning I could be mad at Apple for this one incident. And so that that little piece is going to eat at me. Mm -hmm. But and then if Samsung swoops in with a better technology or an enhanced uh, feature, Mm-hmm. that's going to capture my interest and better my life that what I feel that's going to better it and make me happier and satisfied. I'm going to be open to taking a look mm-hmm. at the competitor. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, and then, you know, but then I would, I would be interested in like, well, what's my experience going to be like as a customer, what the customer service, the support, the care, and then as a consumer and then me using the product or service Mm-hmm. So I, mean, for- I know I said so many different things, but I just wanted to share like and, and stretch people's mind that I'm that I'm coming from like a holistic view, not just uh-huh. like one one slice. Uh huh. See, that's the thing about you, Jan, because I know mm. how you think. You're 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 forward thinking, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, in business, you have to be forward thinking. I'm the same way yeah. when it comes to like decision making or how to solve a problem. I'm always like forward thinking, you know, cause you have to right. be when, when you're in business right. and if right. you're not, you know, time will leave you behind or your competition will leave you behind. Mm-hmm. So when you own a business or when you're going to, if you think you're mm-hmm. going to get into the business, you need to change that mindset that, Hey, mm-hmm. I need to be forward thinking. I need to be always, um, inform what's happening yeah or the new thing or what's going to be a hit right or it would be nice if you can predict what's going to happen so that way you're ahead of everyone you know what i'm saying right and then also i think it goes two ways like one thing just for the listeners and and if just kind of like get into the psychology and around loyal customers and how they're returning is mm-hmm. I think people have a comfort level. So like maybe there's people in the audience or listeners that they have an attachment because again, they're trying to also maps to saving them time. So I'm going to keep going to Den Time, Mike and Mary, because you know what? They know me. They know my profile. They know my persona. They have the history of what's happened with my, you know, with mm-hmm. my car or mm-hmm. cars. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have that in all in one place. So I don't have to you know, start from the beginning and like, you know, some people don't want to, they just, they have, there's a comfort level because they already, it's like that whole, they already know me. They have my case. They have the history. Mm-hmm. Um, in we have a relationship. In yeah. We yeah. have, the, we've built and nurtured a uh-huh. relationship and it's grown and evolved mm-hmm. over time. And so, you know, people keep going back and then it's, 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 you know, it's a, it's a, it develops into some of a friendship. And then mm-hmm. in some cases like, Hey, that's like, an extension of my network, mm-hmm. you know, for the same reason why we may go, you know, us females may go back to the same hair colorist or, you know, the, the hairstylist because, you know, they, they know me, they know my, my kids or they know my cousins, they know our nieces and nephews, they've been cutting their hair, they've been doing their hair. Um, and I can always count on them and, or they, they, I'm like a VIP because I'll call this person last minute and they fit me in that day. Whereas I may not have that kind of uh, customer VIP experience relationship yeah. or pull or with if I just called up someone else yeah. you know and interrupt their schedule so you know that adds to customer loyalty and yes and strength you know both ways 
That's a good point because like you basically just said is that when you form a relationship with a company or with a business, then there's a relationship there that you guys nurtured. Therefore, Mm -hmm. that business might make an exception for you, like a last minute haircut or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Right. Whereas if you're going to keep calling you businesses for let's say yeah in this example it's like a haircut then you're not going to get that kind of a customer mm-hmm. service experience right <laughs> right so right. And, yeah. and it's like and also you know again if you're starting a business think about this or if you already have and then if you want to evolve your business we are in 2021 think about yeah there's the customer support there's the customer care there's the customer experience but then you also within the experience you're taking them on a journey like i'm sure mike and mary have stories of you know, uh, of, you know, were made of, may have started as just like a quick little fix. And then it turned into and blossomed into this, whether it be collaborations on projects or just, you know, expanding your network. And then it just, or if it super generated like a huge referral, um, you know, avenue. And it's just like, it's like seeds. It's like when you're planting seeds and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a sense, and then it'll, it'll grow. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I want to mention, Jen, as far as um, your customers being loyal to your brand or a company, I think I'm going to look at it from a different perspective too. Like, for example, for me, I'm going to use as an example, if I like a company, I usually, you know, go back more than once, more than twice. And sometimes if I'm really happy with the business or the product or service that I'm receiving, I usually refer my friends and family to this business or brand. Now, here's the thing too. When you own a business, this is from a business owner's um, perspective or point of view, because I always make sure that we're doing this for our business. Yes, I have already retained loyal customers and Mike actually have a lot of customers that still service from when he was like, what, 20 years old when he started doing the dent. Sometimes when I answer the phone, they'll be like, oh, I just want to like Mike to come. I don't want any other technician of yours to come and do my dance. I just want Mike because I know Mike is good at what he does. So when these people call for Mike, then you know that they put so much trust in Mike that they don't want to even work with anyone who works for, for us. So that's part of or retaining customers to be loyal to your brand, you know? Yeah, I agree. Also, as business owner, I always make sure that I'm not going to do something out there that's totally going to be questionable where I'm going to leave room for my customers to question the business or our company. People, for whatever reason, they would always seek what's the best and better out there. So, yeah. Right. So if, yeah, it's in line, Mary, with what you say. And if, if you don't take care of me, someone else will take care of me as the customer. Exactly. Because you mentioned something about competition earlier. And so I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that. So I just to put a little spin on things, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then, then, you know, we're talking about customer service and then being aware, like on your end from the business side, being Mm -hmm. aware of like the customer profile, like who, who is this person on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's like, what's nice about your industry, it's it, it goes beyond the demographic. Like you, you you do talk a lot about demographic, but maybe I could bring in and bring a lens from like demographic versus like psychographic. And then, because mm-hmm. you're in the car industry. So like, yeah, like you may see like a, 
you like you for 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 where you are at your business you may see the demographic of you know an age like me you know in your industry with the technicians and whatnot mean mostly male you know and then mm-hmm. you know so when we talk about demographic you know it could be like who's this person you know well in mm-hmm. this industry it's majority male mm-hmm. on the demographic mm-hmm. it's it, it's within this age that's in in the scope of like the roles within mm-hmm. like the jobs we have in this industry um you know are they you know, are they are they single? That's that relates to demographic. Are they family oriented p- people? You know, they're coupled up. Mm-hmm. So to your point, and just to add to that, Mary, uh, you touched on it earlier in the podcast and in previous episodes. You know, knowing your customer, right? So, mm-hmm. um, what we might want to add to that more insight is your customer's profile, your customer's persona. Um, for for those listeners, uh, something to think about. You know, you always hear about when people are targeting your customer, your audience, um, people are probably thinking in one dimension of a demographic. So when we talk about examples of a demographic, like, okay, here's a demographic of our customer profile. Um, We're speaking specifically about like an age range, right? So that would be uh, an example of what's in a demographic of your customer's age range. It could be like what location they live in, demographic. Mm -hmm. It could relate to whether you're, you know, your genre, whether you're male or female. Um, It could relate to um, compensation, you know, and then also, you know, your age and then what profession, right? So just to use um, your guys' industry, um, the ratio of male to female, like in the in the car industry, automobile industry, even in the dent trainer and the dent time industry, I mean, what we know is it's what we know for a fact it's predominantly male, mm-hmm. right? So that would be a demographic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you may have an idea of people that are employed by this industry, like what age range. So it could be defined by, okay, here's the age band that this demographic of our industry is. And then I think you share with me, you guys are spread over uh, across the United States and even beyond and, and globally, but then you could have like a cluster and a huge amount of uh, numbers uh, of people in the industry in a certain geographic location. So that that even counts under um, a demographic mm-hmm. piece. And then whether you know, it's like you're attracting, you know, single people or are we attracting, you know, couples or are we attracting families? So that also is a component, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So now that would be like demographic and you, and a lot of brands and services and products are really geared towards demographics, but you also want to um, think about psychographics where psychographics would be, an example would be if we're going to use in the car industry, like, okay, I'm a technician, right? But outside of that, I, outside of that, I like cars, right? Mm-hmm. And I like, I, I'm, I like cars, but then like, let's say I love and follow like race car driving. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of something maybe within the family of the, the industry, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like another interest, another layer, right? And, and then, or it could be like, um, well, my personality, I have an interest in um, just the day-to-day of what technicians do because I like high quality. So if that's just my personality fits with, I take pride in what I do and I like high quality. I like to learn from others that share that trait or interest of providing 
you know, high quality work. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it could be just like, oh, well, you know what, you know what, when you, you know, I love cars. Right. So I like to go to events, um, whether it's race car driving or I like to go to antique cars. You know what I mean? And then it's also so that's kind of like in the site because it's kind of like your interests and your hobbies. Right. And then it's more like, okay, and at these events, I like it because they'll have this kind of music playing. Right. Uh You know, and so you're and another example would be, um, you know, maybe geared toward the for the females. You know, we're Mm -hmm. just like, okay, so, yeah, my demographic is here's my age. Right. Here's how much I earn Um, within this industry. It's mostly families. I live in this location. You know, my medical my profession, my line of work is. a medical professional, right? But then you know what? I'm a dog lover or I'm a cat lover, right? Or I'm, you know, I'm, I want to follow things that like has to do with like saving money or getting a good deal, or I like to dance. So it's like, you know, for instance, if you take your industry, we're taking cars, but beyond just liking cars, you're taking it to a whole new level, like what kind of events and what kind of like artists are drawn to these Mm -hmm. events and what kind of music and, you know, what type of swag or what's like the, what's like the clothing line tied to all these type of events. So you're kind of getting um, the psychographics also, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, in terms of brands that are like expanding, I, I like the story of Vans, um, the the shoe Vans, like many, many years ago, you know, it, it was like, it was kind of very niche, right? It was just like, oh, okay, skateboarders wear this. Yes, like wear, a small group of people. Yeah, a yeah. small group. And mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, well, okay, skateboarders. But then they expanded, like, you'll see like mm-hmm. a toddler mm-hmm. or, or maybe even a newborn who's zero to 12 months. You can mm-hmm. buy like little baby vans. Mm-hmm. And then you can have a guy who's like 55 years old and still on the str- as streetwear rock vans. So yeah. like vans has a good story where it mm-hmm. went so narrow and then it could go broad. It, it mm-hmm. speaks to... It doesn't matter. It can be outside of the age age range. And then mm-hmm. and then it could be like that 55 year old guy that he's he loves tennis shoes. Like mm-hmm. He likes not only vans like streetwear, he likes running shoes and he mm-hmm. likes dress shoes. And it, so it's like it's it's like catering to kind of the other things that you have an interest in because it's kind of like your psyche and personality beyond like, OK, you know, I'm a single person. I live in this area. This is my field. This is my age, you know, um, you know, this, you know, this is the salary bracket. It's kind of expands to more of like your interests and hobbies. So basically what, from what I'm gathering that you're saying is that Vans used to just basically target, you know, the audience that are skaters, but then now they have yeah. broadened their horizon by. They had to. I yeah, mean, I, back by, then you never, it wouldn't be like, like socially acceptable. It would be odd to see if like someone was like even whatever, 55 years old rocking vans. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like now it's very mainstream. Yeah. It's like now it's like, if you look at vans, they're such a strong brand. Yeah. And again, it speaks to, but Jen, when you, a kid and then it speaks to even someone who's a little older and, 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 and anything in between. So I'm just saying that just gave an example because again, maybe that, 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 that guy who's 55 is wearing vans because he's got like adult children and he's like, they're, you know, they're just like rocking the same gear or they're doing events that are tied to that streetwear. You know, it just crosses. It goes, it just, it, it just it breaks crosses, barriers. Yeah, it, crosses. yeah, it breaks barriers in a way, you know, and then even the industry, your guys are, yeah, you're in, you're fixing cars and, but then there's so many industries and interests within the 
the car industry within dent timer, within dent, dent training, it's like, it's like whatever fascination. And it could be like, and it could be around cars. It could even be like, well, I like to film and do edit like Mike's personality, right? It plays into, and it's just, it's amazing how things could blend beyond just, you know, so I just want the, the, the give your listeners an audience like, oh, hey, let me look at it from a different, because I never really thought about it. Wow, that is called psychographics. So it's like psychographics and, and demographics and think beyond demographics. Yeah. So it's all tied to like targeting um, who's in your industry, who you're touching from a, a customer persona, customer persona basis, and then just ways to really be expansive within your line of business. So from what I'm like, uh, and you know, from how I'm understanding this, Vance focus on this group of people, like a small group yeah, of people. Yeah, that's just one example. Yeah, yeah you can well, you can call it another name brand, but. Well, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, that's kind of smart them, you know, smart for them in a way where they don't have to, you know, spend a lot of money on their marketing or their advertising. What they did is that they probably said, hey, we have like loyal followers here, you know, loyal mm-hmm. customers that are, you know, using our brand. So therefore, yeah. maybe we, we can expand shoot, yeah. it to different yeah. group shoes of people can, now. Shoes and, can belong to every member of your family. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not demographic age based. It could be open. So that's why the relationship between customer service or customer experience now expanded to also mm-hmm. the marketing part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Marketing yeah. to a newer or maybe a new group of people or, you know, like a broader age Group, yeah, you like, know what I mean? mean, yeah, yeah. So I know I see, I see that's what I'm saying, you know, in business or even an, in anything that we do. Okay. And this is why I kind of like reiterate to people that when you see opportunity, it can go from one thing to another. It's almost like mind mapping. It's yeah. almost like a tree. It okay. Is. You have yeah. a one branch and yeah. then that branch will have these yeah. little branches yeah. that it can go to a lot of things. You know what I mean? I, and, I, and you know, and on, on a different um, episode, you could talk about just targeting and market segmentation and there's, you know, cause there's the demographics, there's the psychographics, and then there's the influencing, which is another part of that you know again that's for like future episodes but yeah just to kind of just on a just like just like a snapshot just to get people thinking about how you could cater and and reach and reach from a psychographic Jen, what I want to do actually for my future uh, episodes is like focusing on, hey, there's a lot of possibilities out there. If you're creative, you can create, you know, you can create something from nothing that you don't need. This is what I'm emphasizing on that you don't need to copy other business. Because like, I think what we have in my industry, like the challenge that we have in the industry is like copying from you right. know, copy no, what people f- should do is instead of copying, they should think, how, how can I reimagine this? Because that's what it, that's when you go over creativity, you reimagine, you re- revolutionize, you rework or create something that the industry needs that no one has ever thought of before. You know what I'm right. saying? So there's a lot of possibility and then market within the time. So it's like that's a separate again because people should be making the yeah get away from the industrial thing and move towards the digital um, arena because you'll be left behind because then you're not marketing in the times and then that's when you're going to lose that's how businesses go under well jenna that's why <laughs> you know, that's they, why they don't keep up that's why i emphasize on that's forward thinking you know because if you're not if yeah. you're not you know if you're not forward thinking about about 
especially in business, about your, you know, your decision or how you can tap into new possibilities, then you're not going to be, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say you're not going to be successful. You might be successful, but then the question is, how do you, how do you keep it going? You know what I mean? And how do you grow more, you know? So I think we're going to move on to the next one. I think I have something on my list that says number six. It's basically customers are willing to pay more to companies who offer better customer service. And I think this holds true because I remember um, I gave you an example of uh, the Apple product, the iPhone, especially the iPhone. You know, I don't mind paying top dollars on something that I believe in. If I believe in the product because it basically serves, you know, my purpose and it solves my problem then I don't or mind you more, paying or for money. Or saves you more time so you yes. get time back because you can't buy time. Time is the most precious um, commodity. And in my industry, the problem we have sometimes is that it can be competitive. Sometimes technicians or companies will lower their price down just to get that sale. But you don't. we don't really need to do that if you are providing high quality customer service to your customers if they think that this is something that they value, they will, you know, they're going to be willing to pay top dollars for it. That's where I'm coming from. Like I told you before, I think we used to pay what? I think Apple, when we first had our Apple, I think it was what, four or 500. Then it went up to 700. Then the next thing you know, it's like what, a thousand. And then now Apple, what, Apple 11, it's like what, between 12 to 1500. I don't even know how much Apple 12. Yeah, it's insane. You know, the iPhone, I don't even know how how much iPhone 12 is right now. Maybe some. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But guess what? People are still paying for it, right? They are. Yeah. So people are still paying for it. Why? Because you know what? In their mind, they're thinking, oh, this is probably better than iPhone 7 because now they added more stuff to this. If they think that your brand has the solution for their problem, they are going to be willing to pay top dollars for it. Do you have any experience that, you know, that you can share in regards to this? Well, yeah. I mean, I think what happened was is, Everyone fell, I think, okay, in my opinion, the craze really started. I think the craze, from what I observed, um, I feel like the craze from the iPhone 7 on, Mm -hmm. it became like a thing like, well, I will, Apple's just one, but as consumers, we're just addicts. So, So we're addicts. We're addicted to having like the newest, latest, freshest thing. Some people, not all. Okay. So let me clarify it. Some people, not all fall victim to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's their marketing. That's their position. That's how they get into your psyche and your behaviors is, you know, like get one and then they, they get into your head, Mm -hmm. into your, your habits and your spending behaviors to like, okay, they're going to be happy with this. But then because of our brand and our reputation, we're going to feed them something else to make them think like they need to get, keep getting it because they're going to fear of missing out on whatever new feature that's coming out. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then your money is just being thrown at that. But to the individual, it's important for them to have that. But then also it's a, it's a vanity and ego thing, to be honest. Right. Mm-hmm. To some people. I mean, that's to my some, opinion. To, yeah, I, fell prey, I fell prey to that, I will say. And then I think, and then recently, I think what it is, is because people stopped and realized 
oh my God, I was so addicted and like blinded to this, the reality, the sticker on this and what I'm at, what's actually coming out of my pocket. This is actually becoming an expensive hobby habit interest, you know, just fall, right. And so it's like, so then people like take a pause, like, oh, if I'm only going to pay that much for one feature, two, then I, you know what? My phone works perfectly fine. I'm going to pause and wait. So I think like maybe a fraction of the group was like, I mean, I feel like now I feel like more people are kind of holding on to their devices. Maybe that started like two years ago. Uh-huh. You know, if I were just to kind of blindly like, or throw out some kind of time frame duration, you know, I mean, here I am, I'll speak. I, I did move from Apple to Samsung, um, you know, to, from and you my never business. Go I'm, back I'm hyper, to I Apple? love to multi-channel and multitask. And then I was going to make my way back to Apple, uh-huh. but there were some features on the Android base that, that Apple didn't have. So I was like, well, and then my phone works perfectly fine. So here I am rocking the Samsung seven edge and I'm waiting for this to die. And I am leaning towards going back to the Apple, but I just got to make sure that Apple is satisfying what I need from the phone. Uh So let me ask you something, because we've talked about this uh, earlier today that you said the reason why you switch from Apple to Samsung, because Samsung has something that Apple didn't have. And I mean, what is that, that, somehow Apple lost you as a consumer because Apple actually, um, did I switch to Samsung? No, I think once I had Apple, Jen, you know, I'm just using myself now as an example. Once I had Apple, I didn't even look at other brand anymore. Not that I'm like close-minded. I just didn't see the need because Apple provides all the things that I need for what I need to function every day, whether it's my business or my my personal life, like Apple had, I mean, the, the, the way they did everything is just so right because it had the calendar. So I don't even need, I don't even buy calendars anymore because it's on my phone now. When you go to Apple store, everything yeah. is so inviting, right? It's like, Hey, right. why it's don't you sleek. wait? We're going to get some, you it's know, serene. Wait. exactly. Yeah. And even they even have like computers there that you can play with while you're waiting. So then even though, you know, you don't need this computer, you're going right. to end up buying it after you've played with their stuff because you're like, wow, this thing is so cool. I need to buy, I need to have this. So, yeah. you know, it's, to, it's the way they do their marketing is so smart. Right, and then right. there's actually a studies out there maybe it might be in the same one that you know it's in the same article that i read it's like from hubspot research they said 50 percent of customers increase their purchasing with a brand after a positive experience and my first experience with apple was so positive that i went back time and time again and like i said ever since then i haven't switched to samsung and i think maybe i did one time but then i found apples so much user friendly than samsung that i switched back to apple and then from there i haven't changed at all you know it's always been yeah. apple and that's like that's like what 15 years so and and then and then also there's a a, a research out there or a study that said that 67% of customer would pay more if they have uh, a, uh, an excellent customer service experience from oh, yeah. a company. If you can get company, if you can get, if you can take everything and handle them in, in, in a shortest amount of time, they'll go back to you. You want fast and efficient and quality. Yes. Cause like, you know, the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people might be on the budget. Yeah. But then I'm like willing to pay for a good customer service, you know, because if right. you have a bad customer service, it's like, it's more yeah. of a nuisance and more of a problem when you're dealing with yeah. company like 
who, who has bad customer service as opposed right. to someone with good customer yeah. service, right? And the last well, thing you well, need is yeah. to deal with companies yeah. like that. Well, cut to today, if you want to talk about customer service in real time, I was at the mall walking with my mom. She needed to go inside the indoor mall. Mm-hmm. And I we walked by the Apple and they have this wall set up with every with like four windows. So now you can't even go all the way in the store. You like walk up. It's like you're almost buying a ticket to a concert. Like I saw that they're one. set up yeah. with cut out windows and you just have to talk to them like uh-huh. at the almost like a ticket booth type setup, you know, so it, it's just it's really different. And then. Another example of customer service just in the in the middle of real time pandemic, uh-huh. the other store was Bath and Body Works. And I wanted to again, I love the lotions and the stuff there. And so um, when we went there, we had to um, get our temperature checked uh-huh. and then they and then they only let a few people in. And now, you know, usually you go to Bath and Body Works, you want to there's testers of like the lotion uh-huh. and then the um, the the spritzer spray perfume and then something else to that you can test out. Now they said we're not allowed to do that. Only certain things have um, the testers and there's oh, only literally a handful. Yeah. And they said, if you want to know the scent of that lotion or that shower gel, uh-huh. you have to smell the candle because they don't have any testers. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was just a whole new, a whole new vibe. And I, they said, but don't worry if, if you're not, if, if you don't think you're not getting enough from the scent of the candle, uh-huh. you could buy the lotion take it home and then you can return. And so it's just like, okay, it's just like, that's just now in real time. And it just kind of makes you think that, you know, I mean, one day I had, I could just share a story. And then the next, then I brought my mom to the Ranch Bernardo library around here and we couldn't even go into the library. They said, what book are you looking for? And so we, I walked in and there was like the security guard. She, I leaned my head forward towards the temperature to take my temperature and then I had to go tell the library came out to me, the librarian is probably the best customer service you'll see by the library because <laughs> sometimes they ignore you. Yeah, they ignore and you. And she's like, yeah, she's like, what book are you looking for? I said, uh, uh, my mom's uh, learning how to crochet and she needs a crochet book. And she went and got, she went deep into the library, whatever aisle that was, and brought back three options. And we picked one and like, it was just like within minutes. It was nice, actually. Actually, Jen, <laughs> you know, the, library, the library, yeah. Jenna, the library, uh, you know, a uh, story. I like that. Up. Yeah, because yeah. then now you know that they can, you know, you got their attention. They have that. Yeah. Yes. You got their attention. They're going to service you like, you know, like you're, you're a VIP. Whereas before mm-hmm, you go exactly. to a library, no. you can barely all... find a librarian. Exactly. So mm-hmm. now that cut, that's that, that right there, cut down your time yeah, trying yeah. to do My this takeaway. Yeah. And I was like, now that's some good customer service. So that's a positive thing that came out of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> People are hurrying up to get you in and out of there. <laughs> I like whereas that when, one. <laughs> where, where, where is before when you go into, I swear when you, these days, whether you're buying Apple or LG or Samsung before, when you walk into the store pre pandemic, my God, it'd be like, buying forever. a car you're yeah. like there it's like a dealership when you buy a phone it takes forever to get in and out of it. it's literally like buying a car in a, in yeah a but i mean it used to be now everything's quick i like that yeah <laughs> now I they're like, like okay one. we'll talk to us in the live chat and then we'll just mail it to you and there's free shipping <laughs> yeah 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 i like that one okay a couple more jen i have okay. i have on my list here too the proactive versus the reactive okay so I'm going to just share, maybe share some stories. Okay. Well, I'm going to explain first what's reactive versus proactive. So reactive would be like, now again, we're talking about customer service, right? So the reactive yeah. would be and like, experience. yeah, experience. like, let's say, for example, somebody wants to, um, 
return something because they have a problem with the product. So they go to the brand or the company and say, hey, I have a problem with this. Can you help me out? So that would be an example of reactives. So you're reacting to what the current problem is. And the proactive would be like you have um, customer service team or even just maybe one of the employee who who's very analytical and communicated with them, you know, with the upper management saying, hey, this could be a future problem for our customers. Why don't we get on this now and fix this before it becomes a problem. So that's proactive. And I think for most part, when I deal with stuff, especially with my business, I'm always thinking proactive, Jen. What could be the possible thing that a customer can complain about our service or how we do business? I'm always thinking ahead. You know, it's almost like it's almost like going to an interview, like a job interview. Remember back in the old days, they would be like, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where oh do you God, see I yourself like 10 years from now? Yeah, that, that is such an antiquated. Like- yeah, that question just eats them. It's so antiquated because, the, because first of all, technology and the world and digitization is moving so fast that like, the, like, the humans no, can't even keep up. No, but what I'm saying, Jen, I remember when I used to sit there, I didn't know that was one of the questions until somebody put it to my attention. I'm like, what? I they're going to ask me that question? And right there, I'm like, shoot, what, what should I say? I mean, I have to like think something that you know will capture their attention and that it will be like mesh you know it would mesh with their business you know culture right so but that's what i'm saying and then and then to transfer to today's would be like where do you see yourself next year because again (laughs) the world and everything is moving so fast yeah where do you see yourself next year (laughs) yeah but see or you know next year or within the next three years it's almost like Three years well, so, thing, well, so yeah. my so my point is they're trying to make you think ahead because not a lot of people are like thinking one year ahead, two years ahead. You know what I mean? So well, also in, if, if other businesses are raising the bar and like rolling mm-hmm. out the red carpet, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to you have to be on top of that mm-hmm. and literally be three to four steps ahead mm-hmm. and be progressive mm-hmm. and just be thinking like future, just like future focused. I mean, so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about what I just said, you know, about the interview, like, cause I'm, cause I always wonder why are they asking this stuff? I mean, I guess they want to know how, you know, they want to know how people, you know, well, want to grow and how they want uh-huh. to excel and, uh-huh. and like, and like, and they're and be expansive. It's yeah. all about growth, professional and personal growth and then to also read the person right character wise are you are you a lazy person are you uh you know are you are you like a procrastinator or are you a forward thinking where you can think oh in two years i have a goal you know or you know i have a goal in two years i want to be right here somewhere or i have achieved you know i should have achieved already this so i think you know because those are the people you know i mean in in the interview like those are the stuff that you probably like want to like consider because if you have someone who's proactive and who's always like want to grow then those are the kind of person you want to be in your team right because they're the one who's going to be more creative and solving problems and all that stuff yeah okay so that was my example the last one excellent customer service is a competitive advantage i think we've we've had conversation about this where i said you're not only, oh my gosh, sorry guys, that's my dog. Yeah. 
She's hungry too. <laughs> now, now, so for this example, folks, now Lucas is her customer. <laughs> he's getting so much so he was patient. He's barking. <laughs> he's saying, hurry up, mommy, hurry up. Okay. I'm so, the customer now. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is that I just want to wrap it up for the excellent customer service is a competitive advantage to what I mean, you know, what I... I want to bring this in here because I want to make a point that a business should focus on their customer service, right? As well as, you know, retaining current customers and acquiring new customers. But then at the same time, also, when you are competitive out there, as far as your customer service, you might actually, who knows, steal some of your competition's customers because if they're not happy with your competition's customer service who knows you might get those customers if they're happy with you they you might retain them as your loyal customers and that's basically what it is like for example you you went from apple to samsung then now you're you said that hey i haven't switched yet because maybe i'm waiting for this phone to die (laughs) well not only that you're probably waiting for apple to kind of like hey i'm waiting for that think that I can say, hey, I'm ready to switch again. You know what I mean? Maybe Apple needs to capture you again. How can they capture you? That's why I said that to you. Well, I think what it is is because your mic, Mike told me because I said, oh, I haven't moved back to Apple. I need the picture in picture. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I could, uh, I think before Apple didn't do the picture in picture, but Mm -hmm. I I could like split screen. I could do Mm -hmm. picture in picture and like I could be listening to like a YouTube whatever interview or podcast and then I could still be messaging on my phone and have like all these other screens you know mm-hmm. so I could do like three things on the phone at once mm-hmm. and I think um it, it was later it, it wasn't until like the 11 or 12 that it was able to do picture and picture and split I think there was split split screen but I think it was limited I don't think it could do things like at the same time oh so yeah. basically you're telling me that apple 12 or the newest apple yeah, can do I was that now, but- to my because yeah because i think before like i think let's say you put like apple whether you're doing google maps on the mm-hmm. iphone or doing apple directions mm-hmm. like on for the longest time i was able to do picture in picture where i could have like ways or google maps on my screen mm-hmm. right and then i could minimize it to, to picture in picture and then i could still text someone else you know, okay, yeah. so we could do like, then I think, I don't think it was able to do that. Uh-huh. Um, and then Mike said, oh, and now it does that. I think, I don't know if it was for the 11 or the 12. Oh, see, that's, um, see, that's what I'm saying. The only way Apple can capture you back is they need right. to come up with something that will solve your right. issues and, or your problem. Yeah, so, yeah you even before that. So maybe the, probably the reason why I'm at the seven is because I think even before just doing the picture in picture, I wanted to be, I know when I had the Apple, it's mm-hmm. been a long time, but when I remember when I had the Apple, I, I wanted to, because I was independent, I'm sole prop doing my own business and having clients. I wanted to be on the phone with someone like mm-hmm. on speakerphone and mm-hmm. still be able to like go on Google and search up the company or this person or be on my LinkedIn mm-hmm. at the same time as being on the speakerphone. And mm-hmm. I couldn't do that where I could on the Samsung Android mm. like he had that. So that's what I loved about that because I could still be talking to people and mm. then I could put them on speaker and mm. then like be searching up like the company or who they are on LinkedIn. And so then, you know, I could just have a couple things 
at my fingertips. Oh, 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 my iPhone 11 does that where I can like, yeah. you know, I can like yeah. search up something while I'm still right. like texting. Well, no, or, before, yeah, in the before early it Apple, didn't it, yeah. let you. Yeah, that's why that's oh. what grabbed me away from to begin with, away oh. from Apple to the to the Android and the Samsung products. So there you go. That was the thing. Yeah. That was like, that was like the first level basic multitasking capability. Uh-huh. And then the other was like the picture in picture and, uh-huh. and um, doing things. I think, I think some, or if it was a hidden feature for Apple, which they didn't really advertise, you know, sometimes these little features are hidden. Yeah. And um, you have to like research it or something. Yeah. But and you then know- like the techies, they share it with you on, um, on the, on a YouTube channel. It's like, Oh, like I have the Samsung still and they said, oh, ways you could like save your battery and turn off these things. And like, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, there's like five things I could do to my phone to mm-hmm. switch on or switch off or mm-hmm. change the settings to just get more battery power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go, yeah. folks. I mean, you know, we gave you guys like examples or uh, different stories, different stories, knowledge, Multiple you know, lenses. yes, exactly. So. I guess this is it, Jen. It's by the way, we're ready to we're ready to move on because my dog is probably like, hey. Yes. So thank you for this. This has been fun, listeners. Always happy to join, be a a co-host, share some insight with my cousin Mary. (laughs) There goes my dog. And then and Lucas wants to say thank you guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Take the time out of your day. Uh, This is my guard dog, and that's what it is. He's just probably hearing like a little noise. (laughs) The verbal bodyguard. The verbal bodyguard. Yeah. So, okay, folks. Again, this is Mary at Mary Unapologetic. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.